to Inner Bloom, a podcast about how to live a happier, healthier, more harmonious life as you learn how to work with the universe, reconnect with your intuition, and bloom from within. I'm Alexa, a writer, producer, and EFT practitioner with a passion for all things metaphysical. And with me is my friend and co-host, Ambie. I'm Ambie, a physical therapy assistant, mom of three, an intuitive medium who has been communicating with the spirit world since the age of five. Some might call it woo-woo, but from our perspective, anything is possible, and we intend to normalize the abnormal by sharing our own life experiences as well as intuitive insights, channeled material, wisdom from special guests, and any other resources we believe will help our souls expand and thrive. Hello, all you bloomers. Welcome back to another episode. I am Alexa, and with me is Ambrosia, the wonderful. Hello, Alexa, the wonderful. (laughs) Um, I'm starting to answer my phone calls that way, actually. It's really bad. Hello, Alexa, the wonderful. No, I'm literally like, hello. Hello. I did that yesterday, and somebody was like, hello. Hi. It's it's legitimately Mrs. Outfire. That's exactly what I think of every time. (laughs) Uh, and we are not alone. For those of you watching on Facebook, you can see that. We have with us the beautiful, amazing Heather Christian Strang. Hi, Christian. How are you? So happy to be here. And I love that we're streaming live on Facebook and we're doing your podcast. This is incredible. We're multitasking like a mother, right? <laughs> like a literal mother because mothers are yeah, really good literally. at multitasking. They really are. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Christian, we actually had you on our podcast. I don't know. Was it like six weeks ago or something like that? And when you were on, everyone was like in our private Facebook group saying, more of her. We want more of her. We really like her, which we figured would happen. So we actually are bringing you back, not for one episode, but for, I don't know if it's four or five, every Friday in October. Christian is going to be here and we're talking about the topic of – we're back to like our monthly uh, episode themes and she's going to be talking about the topic of fulfilling your destiny. Um, So before we launch into all of that, Christian, do you want to kind of reintroduce yourself, tell everyone a little bit about you, who you are, what you do? Absolutely. Well, I'm just so thrilled that like we found each other because <laughs> it was such a sweet response on from your Facebook community. And I just love the interview we did. So I'm so thrilled that we get four weeks together to come together and talk about the topics that really matter. Um, but for those that are new to me, I have been on this spiritual journey. It started about 13 years ago when I got really sick and it led me on a whole pathway. I had a psychic surgery, which completely healed my body and set me on this mission of trying to understand quantum physics and spirit and, you know, this universe that we're living in. What is it? How does this work? And from that moment on, really went into deep daily meditation, spiritual practice, prayer, uh, not studying under any specific tradition, but really just allowing my higher wisdom to lead me. Um, Of course, that led me to Reiki attunements and body talk certification and then advanced Prama body talk certification, all of that. But my journey has been just really one of my own personal spiritual development and awakening. And then it turns out I have these gifts to share with others. In 2015, I had what I call my second spiritual awakening, um, where I began channeling from um, what I now call my highest light team, which are ascended masters and 
um, highest light beings that wish to bring through a message for those of us that are in bodies so that we can live our best, most fulfilling life. So it has definitely just gotten weirder and more amazing as time has gone on. Awesome. That's great. Yeah, you have have a very... um, a similar story, I feel like, to or just the, your trajectory, where it's just getting weirder and weirder. Very similar to Ambrosia over here. Um, and remind us really quick, what is body talk again? I ask you this every time because the the term is so interesting to me. What is that? yeah? So body talk began, I think, like maybe 30 years ago in Australia um, by a chiropractor who got really sick and like got this divine download. And it's a leading edge form of energy medicine. It's still pretty like it's, it does, it's like very international, but it's still sort of under the radar in the U S although the PGA, the women's PGA. So LPGA, they use body talk. Um, A lot of athletes use body talk. Oprah Winfrey reportedly uses body talk as does Barack Obama. Um, It is just a very like under the radar, but leading edge form of energy medicine where we're communicating with your higher self and finding out what your physical body, emotional body, spiritual body needs to heal. And that was really the best vehicle for my intuitive gifts. I just needed like structure. And so it's just, it's very intensive. It, you know, it was a like tinier training process for me of taking all the modules and learning everything I could. Uh, but it's the only thing that I use for healthcare and I work with clients all over the world. Um, and, and people call my sessions like reading sometimes because, you know, departed loved ones come in, they get a body talk session, they'll get messages from their guides. Um, so we sort of do it all um, in one. But Body Talk was really my like intensive healing and intuitive training ground because it's just such an incredible quantum physics structure to work in. Wow. So do you need to be in person with someone to do that? No, I started as a traditional healer seeing you know clients right. in person. And then over time, it just started growing and growing and people wanted to see me from you know wherever. And so we started doing remote sessions. Um, and, you know, I'm sure most of you are familiar with like remote viewing. And what we found is that actually the Taurus field that's activated when you're doing distance sessions is four times more powerful than in-person sessions. Wow. So people were having even like bigger quantum leaps and shifts when we were doing it remotely. So now I work almost exclusively remotely where clients sign up for sessions. They don't know when the session's going to happen. They don't know at what time I'm given the time to do the session. I record it and send it to them. And folks have just incredible experiences with it. They'll be like, I knew you were working on me or, you know, they'll have shifts in their life while the session is happening. It's really incredible. The in-person work started just getting so intense that it just didn't make sense for people to drive afterwards. So so now everything I do is exclusively remote. How can people find you online or how can people book a session? Yeah. So if you go to risingupforlove.org and go to the contact page, I don't typically um, do sessions with folks unless they're part of my programs um, or, or working with me in some way, but there's always an exception to every rule. So I really honor spirit. If somebody says like, Hey, I got guidance, you know, to work with you, I'll check in. And if I get the yes, then I'll make that information available. But if you just email me through um, that contact form, I'm happy to check in and see if it's, um, divinely aligned for us to work together because it really, as I'm sure you both know, it's soul to soul, right? So if it's the right soul match, the transformation will happen. So if I get the yes, it's a soul match, then I'm going to do the work for sure. 
I just got the image of you being like, let me see if you're on the list. Hold on. A <laughs> yeah, a list I don't Let me I check with the bouncer. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Can I ask you? So um a couple of things. Like I'm just so fascinated by this whole process. Um, so how do you how do you know if someone's an energetic match? And also like what types of transformation have you seen happen with with your um gifts? With this one in particular, body talk. Yeah. So I just tune in and ask, do I have permission to work on this individual, you know, for their highest good and for my highest good, right? It has to serve both people's destiny and path um, to come together and work together. So if I get a yes, then I'll work on them. And sometimes I get a no. Usually people, if they feel it really strongly, they know, right? So people find me in so many bizarro ways because I don't do traditional, you know, means of reaching out. So over the past 11 years, I've been practicing um, and folks find me in all sorts of interesting ways, but they're usually like, I feel really strongly you're the person to work with. And it's usually the case. Sometimes it's not. And then I'll get guidance to refer them to someone. So I never leave people hanging. Um, I always give them another option if it's not a match. Uh, but the transformation we've worked with, oh my goodness, like we've healed stage four cancers, autoimmune diseases, chronic illness. I had a guy come to me who had a busted up knee. He'd had knee problems like his whole life. We did one session and totally reversed. Um, but what was really shocking to me, because that's really what Body Talk was meant for, was you know physical healing. Um, what was shocking to me is that we also were helping women get pregnant and meet the love of their life and um, windfalls of money. I have so many stories of clients working on money stuff. And then like within a week or two weeks or a month, they get some unexpected windfall of money that they didn't even know was available to them. So that's, that's been really fun because we weren't even, we wanted to clean up, you know, their, their um, pain and suffering around money or love and relationship, but we just didn't know, you know, what the results would be. And so in the early days, we were just like, whoa, what is happening? And now, you know, it's what I work with women, you know, almost exclusively on is relationship pieces and wounds and traumas. And then I do spiritual mentorship. So I'm, you know, supporting them and being spirit led while integrating the energy medicine work with the spiritual counseling and just supporting them on their path. So we can definitely heal. I mean, what I've been told for my team is you can heal any physical illness unless it's the illness you've agreed Agreed will be the illness you make your transition from in the process that we call death. It can be healed. So I, I certainly believe that because I've seen it. And then your quality of life just goes to the next level. So, I mean, I receive body talk myself at least monthly. And I encourage, you know, the folks I work with to do that because it's just so transformative. That's amazing. I love that, that so is. much. You know what I was thinking of when you were talking about that? We got a little derailed, but I think it's important. So one of the things that came to me um, during the retreat, or actually after the retreat, um, we were talking one night, everybody was gathered around the fire pit, and we're all talking, and someone brings up the fact that they were working with someone going over like the seven major traumas um, in historically in families, like, um, what's the word, generationally, right? And uh, she started naming them, and I was like, wow, like... <laughs> I think I kind of have all of them. Like, is this normal to have all of them? And so a couple of us were saying the same thing and we were just thinking about it. And it really got me feeling and thinking like, of course you're worried. Of course you're scared because you're healing generational trauma. So one, it's, it's going to take a little bit. You're putting too much pressure on yourself. And two, 
um, you're doing things that you've never seen done before in your family. So of course it's going to feel fearful. But when, as you were talking, I had that image of you healing like generational trauma with money, with relationships and things like that. So that's beautiful. Well, you're right on. Thank you for sharing that. Cause we work in the ancestral line and yeah. we've literally had it happen where we like healed a cancer gene in the client, uh, you know, that I was working with. And he had someone in his family line who had gotten a diagnosis a couple months later, went in for their scan, cancer gone. And we're like, we know we healed it. You can heal it backwards and forwards. So you're exactly yeah. right. And often the room will be filled with their ancestors. who are just like, yay, you know, like, thank you for doing this work. Uh, because we can heal gener generationally. It's really incredible what's possible when we access the quantum field and we've got that support from the higher realms so that we can fulfill our destiny. So, you know, we're, we're actually completely on topic because the whole, the whole point of this is that, you know, we can all get taken out by life circumstances and end up like on scenic routes and not yeah. on the path of our destiny. And so work like body talk, like the spiritual mentorship, like you know, all the incredible work that's out there from highest light beings, it gets you back in alignment with your destiny, which is like, what well, we have, we all have a mission, which is essentially what the destiny is. Yep. Mm. Beautifully said. And I think it's so interesting to think about like ancestral healing and quant and how everything is quantum as well. Something else, by the way, hi, Heather, Heather's watching. She says, hi, beautiful ladies. Hi. Um, if you guys have any questions, feel free to chime in, by the way. Yes. Yes. Bring them on. Um, yeah, we were doing like even a simpler exercise about um, I, you know, I was leading everyone in a tap about um, like a visualization about going back to when they were younger um, at a time that they felt like um, whatever's in their way now blocking them, the earliest time they could remember something like that happening. And just a visualization while tapping about, you know, presenting their future self to that younger self and mm -hmm. and having a conversation and asking what's going on and listening and literally have like seeing that take place and giving them whatever it was that they were missing in that moment. And the number one thing that I hear every time I do this with someone, because I do it with all of my tapping clients and when we're in retreats and uh, it's it's a really powerful tool. Every single time, someone's like, "Whoa, I feel like I just totally rewrote the past. Like, like yeah. now it feels different here." And that's the whole point of it. But it's mm -hmm. it's really crazy how like I think that we think like, "Well, that's the past, and that's separate from now." And it's like, no, like that that little you is still there, going through whatever it is that they were going through. And you can actually have a conversation and you can actually communicate and, you know, integrate, the, like bring the two back together. Um, and so I think this whole idea of like our, you know, healing being so quantum, I mean, even just that, even a visualization, it's like so accessible, you know, and I, I really think people need to understand that more. Absolutely. And thank you for doing that work, because also what you're doing is collapsing those timelines that they, you know, with those wounds and traumas, there are parts of ourselves that are living out, you know, a scenic route of wound and trauma. And so when you do work like what you just described, you collapse that and bring, integrate that split off part of self back into your whole self. And now you can live the destiny and the pathway that you actually came for. So mm -hmm. thank you for doing that work because it's such important work that needs to be done so that we can stay on path and really do what we came here to do. Totally. Totally. Yeah. It's it's wild how many different modalities there are that are coming into play right now to do this, I think. Yes. And um, 
and yeah, so on the topic of fulfilling your destiny, um, you want to talk a little bit about that? Um, it's something that I don't know if, if you want to start with a question, but I just had a, the strongest question I have in my mind is like, what is the, and maybe we just talked about it a little bit, but what is the number one thing that gets in the way of people fulfilling their destiny? Oh, that's such a great question. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start a little bit further back and yeah, then go for it. let's go into that because I think that's really important. The first thing that I want everyone to hear and to know, because I think there's a lot of misnomers about destiny. There's a lot of like, you know, storylines about what is destiny. And the first piece is is that every single human who is in a body has a destiny, meaning you have a mission that you came to fulfill, that only you can fulfill in the way that only you can do it. So a lot of times when folks are going through struggles in life or depression, I certainly, you know, experienced this when I was younger, I had this feeling of like, you know, why do I even matter? Like, there's nothing I'm doing here that, you know, can really make a difference or contribute. But what we fail to understand is that there is something that only I can give in the special way that I can give it. And there's only something you can give in the special way that you can give it, Alexa, and you, Ambie, and it's true for every human. We all have like our unique gifts that no one else has and the the amazing thing about it is we all it all works together like my team my spirit team has showed me it's like we're this big wheel and we all are the different you know spokes in the wheel that makes the whole thing work so it's like each one of us matters each one of us counts each one of us has a specific mission that we're here to fulfill and that is meant to be our primary aim, but we get distracted by toxic relationships, alcohol and drugs. Um, you know, we, you know, we've had traumas happen and we just get totally taken out by the trauma and like, don't realize like the trauma happened because it was generational or from past lifetimes or whatever. And it was a vibration that wanted to be healed and taken to the next level. So There's all different kinds of distractions that get us off of our path. And I would say that distractions is really the number one thing that takes people out from living their destiny because in that distraction, they forget, oh, wait, I came here for a divine mission and I need to stay focused on my mission and instead get caught up in whatever that is. I know for me in my younger Mm -hmm. days, it was relationships, you know, and toxic relationships and drama and just like drinking and just getting, you know, caught into that. And that's what just kept disconnecting me from who I really am, which is why I had to get sick, right? That, you know, we could say, oh, that was a terrible thing. You had a tumor. Oh, that's so horrible. But like, that was going to be the only thing that got me to just stop and like really reevaluate because my story was I'm super healthy. I'm doing all the right things, right? I'm working out. I'm eating right. I'm young. This should not happen to me, except it did because I needed a wake up call, you know? And so it's really those distractions that take us out of alignment. And, and I've been shown that some of us, myself included, have lived whole lifetimes that are just scenic routes. It's just like, we got traumatized and we got distracted and we got into the party or the drama and we just, played that all the way out. I'm sure we all can think of people we know in our families or, you know, throughout life that we're like, oh, whoa, that is just a whole scenic route that they are living. And our whole responsibility in this lifetime is to wake up, right? And to wake up and, and go like, wait, what am I doing? And make sure that we're staying on path and we're staying connected into our truth. 
Yeah. That's something that I feel, you know, when you were just saying that, I was thinking about, Ambie, everything that you and I have learned about like our past lives together. And it feels like our past lives have been filled with a lot of drama and a lot of uh, chaos. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I feel so like blessed that we have come together in this lifetime and that we have the the resources and the gifts and the clarity and the intuition that we have and the guidance like with Arc 9 to constantly be reminded and be told because we've been told several times like in the past few months like if you continue to do this, you will repeat what you did last time and you will not fulfill your destiny basically is what we're being told. Yeah. And it's a – it's it's – that like cuts right to your heart when you hear that like you will not fulfill your destiny in this lifetime and you will have to do it again. It really – and when, when you're a conscious person, <laughs> that feels really terrible, you know, and it really does wake you up. And so um, it's really – I just feel so blessed that we are in the position that we're in now and we get to have that information coming through and we get to be reminded of that because it helps us continue to stay on the path and not get distracted because – yeah, I've spent my whole life literally when you said relationships that really hit home with me because I've become aware recently that the majority of my life I was like chasing a boy. Like that was what I I all of my talents, all of my everything, I pushed it aside and I always made it about but I that doesn't matter cuz I need this relationship, I need this validation, I need this attention. And I'm finally in a phase where I I don't – that's not my main focus and it feels so good because I'm rediscovering all my gifts and stuff. So all of that really resonates and um, yeah, that's all. I love that. And I feel like as women, a lot of times – and I know this is true in my family of origin and in my religion, the programming was like you're getting married and you're with a man. Like that's yeah. Yeah. that's what your path is. You know, yeah. so that was like my singular focus because I thought, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do, you know, but it's such a program of distraction. There's nothing wrong with men and there's nothing wrong with being in a relationship, but it needs to support your mission. And I would say so many women I work with, this is something that comes up, these toxic relationship patterns where they're literally living their scenic route life because they're living it for someone else and they're really here to do so much more. And when you said that, Alexa, about, you know, it really hits you when you get the message, like, you know, you're not going to fulfill your destiny if, if you keep going this way or whatever. It's like the fact that we even can get those messages and like can feel that, you know, like, oh shit, because that's how our soul really feels. Our soul yeah. really yeah. wants to fulfill the mission and we've been trying lifetime after lifetime and you know we're learning and figuring it out but this is the time I mean we're age of Aquarius it's like you know we're past the 2012 shift it is like everything is primed for us to really do what we've never been able to do before and I believe that's why the message when I tuned in was like let's talk about fulfilling our destiny because that is really the only thing that truly matters yeah indeed do you feel like, um, Ambie, do you feel like you're fulfilling your destiny? I feel like I'm taking steps to fulfill my destiny. I feel, I truly feel, I'm just going to say this on record. I truly feel like I've been playing it small for a really long time. And I feel like I'm working, like I'm kind of like peeking like, oh, okay, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. And like, so I'm starting to go that route. 
Definitely. I think you've only scratched the surface. And yeah, I feel like it's – yeah, I feel like we both have only like – like I said, like I see this vision of us like peeking like in the curtain like, <laughs> is it safe? Are you going to go there? Is it safe? Are we – I don't know. Maybe we'll stay back here. I'm not sure. The safe question is really a question that comes up for a lot of healers and awakened beings because there's been so many lifetimes where it hasn't been safe, right, yes. for us to be out or we've been out and like practicing and – being, you know, who we felt we were here to be, and then we got taken out. So Mm -hmm. those are traumas that we have to heal in this lifetime, because we are safe in this lifetime. And especially those of us in the Western world, there's just like, we have a responsibility, you know, we are living at a time and location and place where like, we can do this. And so we're really we have that freedom. And it's just really clearing those traumas so that we can be as visible as we're meant to be and to give our gifts in all the ways that we're meant to give them. Yeah. Mm, I love that. I love that. How do you, how do you move or help someone move past the fear with those generational traumas or with those past life traumas? Like for me, I have memories of being a small girl, like four, five years old and being like, Oh, I don't want to tell people that I can see people that have passed away. Cause last time they burned me. Yeah. Like that's not, I feel like that might not be like a normal memory for kids. So I feel like, how do you, how do you move past that? Because it's, I feel like it's so embedded in you that it's, it takes some time and I could be wrong about that, but I feel like it, I feel like we don't give ourselves enough credit for what we're doing and we're too hard on ourselves. Like I should do it now. I should just get it done. Yeah, that's such a powerful question, Ambie. So what I would do, and I've worked with a lot of, you know, female healers and creatives and artists is the first thing we would do is look at deactivating those, that generational piece, because when you're carrying the ancestral weight, I don't want to say it's impossible, but it's really challenging. Like, I don't know how you do it without deactivating all of that, because you're literally carrying this energy and wound and So the first thing we would do is deactivate that. Then we deactivate the previous lifetimes of karma because same thing, you're carrying all of it. Like, how do you do that? Like, I feel so grateful that we know about the quantum field and we can work in it because otherwise I don't know how people do it. So we deactivate that and then we work with your four-year-old self and we begin to untangle then the wounds from this lifetime. Mm. And then once you sort of have that deactivation, naturally, it's going to start bubbling up for you. And the opportunities, you know, I don't, I don't mean just you, Ambie. I mean, like anyone who right, right. this, right? Um, but naturally, it'll just start moving. And then as the fears come up, you know, we work, we work with that. But it's absolutely possible to deactivate all of that and release it so that you can do everything your soul truly desires to do in this lifetime. Um, and I totally relate to what you shared. And there's a, there's a lot of women that I've worked with that, you know, have memories like that and continue to squash it because they're afraid and it's natural to have that fear. But we, we do have tools now where we can be set free of that, which is what's so extraordinary. And what does deactivating actually look like? Like what happens in that process? <gasps> So I literally go into the quantum field through the the body talk modality is what I use. And we go in and and I'm working with my team and we go in and we turn the switch off, you know, like that is deactivated. You're not going to be carrying that. We're working with the eighth chakra, which is that contains all of your ancestral and past lifetime trauma. 
and karma, as well as all the collective pieces that you agreed to evolve forward. So there's also pieces in our live stream that we just said before we incarnated, okay, I'll, I'll help with that. So we may not have even had like a specific trauma with it. I know, right, Ambie? I'm like, what did I sign up? <laughs> so I really had this vision of me as a soul going like, yeah, I'll take that on. Okay, I'll totally. take that on. Let's do this. I've got this. Yep. That's not, what we not unlike you in the physical. <laughs> <laughs> I've got it, guys. Don't worry. Keep going. Load sorry. it up. We're like, okay, sure. Yeah, add that. All right, I'll do that. So that's in our eighth chakra. So we can work in, um, in my sessions and we call the sessions higher self embodiment sessions, because the whole point is to support, you know, the embodiment of the spirit self in the physical body to do that. You've got to clear the space, the trauma, the density up level, the DNA, you know, to allow for that. So we'll go in and work to deactivate it so that it's not running active. We can't get rid of it. You know, it happens. It, you know, it, it is. It exists in that way, but we can deactivate the impact in this life so that it's not running current because what happened for you, Ambie, and what happens for a lot of awake and talented and gifted beings is that it's running as though that is still the reality. And Mm -hmm. so what we're doing is turning that off so that that's not still running as the reality. And so like, do we take this on and then like come into this life in order? Because- so we like elect to carry these things with us. And then is that in order to, in this life, have the experience of finding them and turning them off? Like, is that like, because it, that's an empowering thing for us to do? So how it's been, this is such a great question. And how it's been shown to me is that with each lifetime we have created unconsciously, uh, more karma. So the reason we've had to come back is because like, we didn't get it. (laughs) So we, we, we got into the physical body and we experienced a sense of separation that we hadn't experienced before. This is what's been revealed to me by my highest light team. I encourage everyone to, you know, take this into meditation and see where it resonates for you. But what I was shown is we agreed to incarnate into a physical body. We did not understand the sense of separation that we would feel being in an earth body and the sense of separation we would feel from God, from source, from who we really are. And that created a sense of insecurity that caused us to use our free will sometimes not for good. Um, We made decisions that were from an insecure place rather than a knowing who we really are place. And that created energetic streams, other energetic streams, other energy forms. And in this earth plane, we have to balance the energy. We have natural laws. So that energy has to be balanced. So we come back to bring balance to those pains, to those wounds, to whatever it is. And the way that we bring balance to many of them is by acknowledging them and loving them and reintegrating them, much like you described in the visualization you did with the younger version of self, right? So we can do that with the ancestral trauma and with the past life trauma in deactivating that, seeing it clearly, honoring our ancestors, honoring our soul for the past lifetimes we've lived in pain. We're not going to carry that forward into the next lifetime. I'm not taking that with me. This is going to stop here. So do, do we need to incarnate as many times as we have? Not for all of us, but if we created more and more sort of messes as we went, then we had to keep coming back. Like, for instance, what's been shared with me is that I kept getting attached to other souls, 
right? So I kept getting enmeshed with their energy and trying to fix them. And so I had to come back to heal that. So I've had the experience of meeting people, remembering them from past lifetimes and thinking, oh, it's because we're supposed to be, you know, best friends or we're supposed to be lovers for life. But truly it was about bringing the energy to peace and harmonizing it. So it's no longer a thing in either of our energy fields. Mm. that was a lot of information did that make sense no it totally totally resonated totally makes sense to me actually we were kind of talking about something like this this morning you and I Ambrosia a little bit about um like misunderstanding of how oh yeah a way that we we were talking about our past and how like we've uh in the past would connect to certain people in certain ways there's a certain way that we would um we have learned to, to form that connection and how now it's a trigger, you know, now it, it, it brings up a lot of fear, but we were having the conversation that like, but wait a minute, both of us have grown so much since this was happening. Both of us have um, really started to understand ourselves and understand our power. And this isn't about the other person. Like this is about recognizing the power we have in these in these situations to decide how this goes and decide how we want to be in the world. And I think it just goes back into kind of like getting lost in another being or for whatever reason and realizing like you're not here for other – on the large scale, we're here for other beings, right? Like on the large scale, we're here for the collective. But in your own uh, life, you know, you're really here to discover the power within you separate from others, right? That's right. And because we're all interconnected, us doing that has a positive effect on everyone. So that's where we we got a little bit off um, all of us in like, oh, we're we're all one. So I have to like save you and help you and da 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 da. It's like, well, we're all connected in that my actions and my healing provide a positive benefit to the greater whole. But we can't do that for each other. I can't go and save another person. I can support their healing process, but they have to ultimately choose to integrate the healing, to follow the guidance, you know, to allow the healing to occur, right? I've had people who are totally resistant. I'm not getting in there. I can't get in there. It's like literally it pings off of you. So it has to be about us saving ourselves. And that's how we save the world. You know, that's really how it happens because we're all connected. Totally. Yeah. So beautiful. And I think – and how do you this – is, this is what's so challenging though because there are certain people that you care very much about. And you know – I mean I've personally been having something come up like with my cousin recently who I care very much about. And, you know, there are times when like my partner, his back hurts really bad and I'm like watching him and I'm like, you're carrying way too much, you know. And he kind of is aware he's, – he's not kind of. He's aware of that. But n- – I don't know if he's aware on like the level that I'm aware. Um, and so, you know, where is the line? Like, because because you care about other people and you want to help, and especially if they're very close to you, but, you know, you can't push your desires or your beliefs on them and everyone else has to go through their own learning experience as well. Ambrosia, I know you've been told that before as well in terms of like, your partner and your kids and right. stuff like that. And that's the other thing. I feel like I love you. I love you, Alex. But I feel like my husband wants almost like a magic pill. Does that make sense? Like I just want to take this pill and I want to see what you see. I want to take this pill and I want to know what you know. And I'm like, this is like five years. I'm like five years deep in this. You know what I mean? I'm on some level like 
I've been doing this for generations. So it, it's not, I've been aware in this lifetime of five years of going through my shit and really like facing it. So there's no magic pill, I don't believe. But how do you, how do you tell someone like, this is what you have to do? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Can I respond to that? Oh, I have, please do. Yeah. I had like no boundaries. <laughs> so long, and I had to learn how to have boundaries. Um, and when you're talking about a partner and family, it's very different than with clients. And that's what's, you know, that's why I say to my family and to my partner, get yourself a practitioner, right? Or like, you know, find your mentor because we can't do it for them. Um, I certainly do sessions on my husband, but he has to be willing to receive. And I've certainly been with partners where I've done sessions on them and they just weren't willing. So nothing changed. You know, my husband totally trusts my gifts and believes in me fully. So he has automatic, you know, shifts. But with my sisters, I'm the oldest of five girls. Oh my gosh, I'm seeing stuff and they're having health challenges that I'm just like, ah, you know, like I just want to get in there and like fix it for them. And you can't do that. Everyone has their own life path. So I say like, oh, we should maybe get a therapist or, you know, like, you know, see someone to support you with that. Um, the great thing about being able to give your gifts to others and have clients is that they're willingly coming to you. There's an exchange of energy with the payment. So it keeps the energy really clean and clear with family and partners. My husband, and I even, we have a form of exchange. He doesn't pay me cash money, but we have specific things that he does in exchange for the sessions because you've got to keep that energy clear. So like with your partner's back pain, Alexa, you know, you can always offer that. And then what I would, what I say to my partner and to my sisters is like, if you want a healing, come to me because otherwise I'm just looking at you being like, Oh my God, I can see, you know, the, the ancestral piece or I can see this yeah. piece. And, and then it's just like bothering me. So I detach from it and say like, you just let me know if you want a healing. I'm here and let's work out a form of exchange so that energy stays clean and clear. Otherwise, I'm just going to assume you've got it and I'm just going to love you while you're in your pain state or whatever you know, you're struggling with. And I found that is really helpful for keeping the energy clear and me not getting triggered into like my fixer. And then also being free to like, if they want to take advantage of the gifts, you know, and like have a healing cool. If not, they have to find their, you know, their way with whatever it is they're struggling with. I find most people, Ambie, wish they could just take a pill and yeah. know the stuff yeah. and have it. And like you, I just got done saying this to my women's group yesterday. Like, you know, it was eight years of meditation daily before I started channeling. And they're like, they just want to channel. And I'm like, I get it. I totally get it. And like, Sometimes it's a process and that's okay because everyone has to have their journey. And I had to go through all my stuff, like you were saying, to get there, right? So yeah. it's understandable. It's a human thing and it's not how it works. <laughs> we have to do the work. We just have to. Yeah. That's all it's to heal it all the way through. It's yeah. like building a muscle. Exactly. You, can't take, you can't take a pill to build a muscle. You have to work out <laughs> and it hurts. It's not fun. It's not like enjoyable all the time and you're going to be sore. Yeah, that's right. Growing is growing, growing pains. Yeah. Growth is painful at times. And also, um, I think I just lost what I was going to say. But what interests me about what you said, Christian, is about the energy exchange because I've never heard any any healer, any – 
I've just never heard anyone relay that, like that with their own partner or with whoever, it's like, well, you need to give me something. You know, there needs to be an exchange here. Um, That's really interesting. Is that, I mean, I know you said it's about keeping the energy clean and clear, but is it also about like empowerment versus like, you know, like I'm coming down to where you are essentially to give this to you because you cannot do it for yourself. Is it part of it that, like um, is part of it avoiding that or I've just, I don't know. I've just never thought about that. Yeah. Well, one of my early mentors told me, you know, I've actually had multiple mentors say, don't ever work on anyone close to you. And I just have this gift for a reason. And I can't do that. That didn't work for me. I was like, you know, like, you know, my nephew got really sick. I couldn't just be like, well, you'll have to go to a practitioner yourself. You know, I just couldn't do it. Um, And so I was talking with my team about it. Like, how do I make the energy clean and clear. And it was that there has to be some form of exchange. So then I'm not taking anything on because what happens when you don't have an exchange of energy is that then that's not a fair exchange of, it's not a clean exchange of energy. So now you've just given, and it takes a lot of energy to access the higher realms and bring through healing. That's a lot of energy. So now you've just given energy and they've just received that creates a void space where you can either absorb what happened? Like you can absorb some of their stuff because they're having like their karma exchange. Mm-hmm. What was that? Like their karma. Mm-hmm. Or like I've had it happen when I would, before I did knew about this, I would do sessions on my sister and like maybe she had a stomach ache and then I'd have a stomach ache. Her stomach ache was gone. Now I have it because there wasn't a fair exchange of energy. So my spirit team is training me. My spirit is training me. Like yeah. we don't do that. So as long as there's an exchange of energy, then that won't happen. So it's more empowering for the healer. It's more empowering for the one receiving it because they realize like, oh, I'm not just taking from this person. This is a value. I am offering uh, whatever you work out of value to support that. Does that, is that more clear? Yes, that makes so much sense. And it actually is so funny that you said that because- when I was like 16, 17, I was really, I remember somewhere around there was my first job. I worked at a thrift store and like what really like blew my mind about like this whole situation. It was the first time that I was like, I'm not crazy. Right. Um, there was this woman, I came to work sick. I had a fever, just wasn't feeling good, but I still went. And there was this woman that was a cashier that kind of like was a little weird and she was kind of like a hippie and She's like, well, let me, um, let me help you. And I said, okay. And she put her hands like this and my fever was gone and my throat wasn't sore and I felt better. And she's like starting to cough. And I was like, what happened? And she's like, feel my head. And she was burning up. And I was like, what did you do? And she's like, I took your cold. And I was like, why did you do that? And she's like, because I didn't want you to feel bad. And I was like, thank you. But I felt terrible about it. Because I felt like, well, now you're sick. And so I feel like it's also like, you know, sometimes when I think of healers, I think of like, um, and I don't mean this to offend anyone, but I think of like someone that's taking on a lot of burden. Does that make sense? And I feel like with what you're saying, that's kind of an old way, like an old mentality. And you're being shown like, it doesn't need to be this way. Exactly. I'm so sorry. I was just, uh, Heather said... Yes, preach. Same here. D 
dear family, we can't fix it for you. Healers tend to give, 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 especially to our loved ones. I love how Christian explained it. And hi, mm-hmm. Melanie. But yeah. I love that. Yeah, it really makes a difference because I think the old, I like you were saying, Ambie, the old model was we just take it on. And I think that's why I started out like that because that was probably my pattern in previous lifetimes. So I had to learn you know, how to do it. And so my, you know, an early mentor saying, don't ever work on family or friends. I did that for a while. And I was like, I have this gift for a reason. Then I had another mentor. She did work on family and friends. She said, well, you just find a way to keep the energy clear. And then once I got this and my husband really gets it. And so that's not been a problem. And we just easily can have the exchanges and then I can give my gift. They can receive and not feel like they just yeah, you know, it be something I don't feel like, oh, now I took this on. It it cleans everything up. And then that's like the, where the true healing, lasting healing can happen because now you've honored both parties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you've put value in both parties as well. Yes. Because yeah. it's like the highest value. It's like to be able to deliver healing to another human is like incredible. So how do we make sure we're honoring that where healers have a tendency to be in like that? Well, I'll just take it, you know, for everyone. I've seen what really makes me sad is I've seen therapists, you know, traditionally trained therapists. They don't have any psychic tools. They don't know about any of this. And I've worked on, I worked on a therapist 30 years, terrible cancers, all these horrible things. And it was because he was just absorbing his client's stuff. And that's the old model. It's the old model. I, I know another gal who's a therapist her animals are always in on the session. They keep dying. I'm like, it's like an energy exchange, you know? So that makes so much. I had a therapist several years, I don't know, seven or eight years ago who I really, really loved. And she had cancer three times within the time that I was working with her. And I also think that that was happening because I hadn't yet addressed um, my mom had cancer when I was younger. And I like literally had blocked that out of my awareness. Like I didn't think it was a big deal at all. And I was like wondering why I was there in therapy. And so her uh, getting cancer was actually – and she she used it with me. Like she was like, let this trigger you. Um, yeah. And it actually was a great deal of service to me. But I mean that makes so much sense. Like I've – yeah, I've never thought about that. That's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, we've got, and I would love to educate more, you know, traditional therapists about this, just making sure that they are using psychic tools and they're, you know, clean and clear energy exchange because so often they are overgiving. They're just taking, taking, taking. There's not that understanding of how energy works and it's, it's harmful. Yeah. So it's Mm -hmm. just like, we all get to go higher in our wisdom and understanding so that we can stay on path and live our destiny because I know I've been shown, I've had lifetimes where I have absorbed this stuff and it took me on a whole, you know, scenic ride. I'm, I'm living out a whole thing that isn't even mine because I didn't have the proper boundaries and I took stuff mm-hmm. on. So it's just, it's so important for us to raise our awareness so that we can do things in a new way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. This has been really awesome. I just realized it's three o'clock. I think our time has flown. Yeah. <laughs> time has flown. Um so yeah. fun. So fun. And so great because this is only the first week of four. Four? Four or five. I didn't count the Fridays, but four or five. I think there's four. Okay, great. Four. First of four. Um, so if you are watching this or listening to this and you have questions about fulfilling your destiny, anything related to this topic, uh, please, you know, write us, email us, comment on this video. Um 
smoke signals, whatever way you want to get in touch. Telepathy. <laughs> we have two very psychic ladies yeah. over here. Um, <laughs> so send it in. Um, we will be recording again next week. So if you can catch the Facebook Live, um, you can write in questions live. Um, Christian, you want to share anything before we wrap up? Um, just that if you enjoyed this time together and you want more high, high vibrational goodness, go to risingupforlove.org and you get a free love meditation on my homepage. So you can sign up for that. Awesome. I'm literally already there. Pretty excited about it. No big deal. <laughs> so we awesome. will we will put your website in the show notes. So if you're uh, listening on, you know, a podcast app, you can just click in the notes. Um, and yeah. Ambi, anything you want to say? Oh, thank you so much for, for sharing your wisdom and your gifts with everybody. Um, I just, you are just such a light and I appreciate it. Yeah. You have very light, fun energy, but also very, very wise, very intuitive. And, um, yeah, very happy that we all connected. This is going to be a fun month of October. So thank you so much. Fun-tober. (laughs) Fun-tober. So thank you for being here, Christian. Thank you, Ambi. Um, And until next time, keep on blooming, everyone. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to get in touch for a reading with Ambi, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Until next time, remember, open your heart to the seeds of love and light and bloom from within. 